You are listening to episode 125 of Shades Midweek. This is a podcast where we talk about theology, culture, and all things Shades. Thank you so much for joining us if this is your first time listening. And thank you to all of the faithful and loyal listeners that tune in each and every week for this podcast. My name is John Mark DeRoe, and I am joined by one Jonathan Hafes here in Three Stream Studio. Jonathan, how are you doing today? I'm doing fantastic. It is good to be with you, and for some reason, it's always particularly good to be with you when we're sans one Brad Brown. So, I'm just kidding. We're so mean to Brad when he's gone, because I think because we know he's never going to listen to it. That's true. So, it's very safe uh, to, to pick on Brad. But, uh, John Mark, we are fresh off the holiday weekend of Labor Day. Did you do anything uh, fun or special for Labor Day? Yes, we did. We went to the Auburn game on Saturday. Nice. I was able to get some tickets for me and the family, so got to take everyone. It was a 6 p.m. kickoff, and uh, we had a great time. You know, just I, I love going to Auburn. It was a it was a cupcake game. They played Mercer. It was a big blowout win. Uh, but those are always good to take the kids to because it's like a guaranteed victory. Right, right. You don't have to be stressed that they're going to be disappointed that their team lost. Um, there was a bit of rain, though. There was a lightning delay. So about the end of the third quarter, rain started coming in. It lightninged, and uh, we got on our ponchos and went to the car and headed on home <laughs> because there was like a 90-minute delay Oh my word! in play. And uh, we didn't want to stick stick around for all that so i actually watched it on my phone on the way there you on go the way back home we there had a blast man uh and it was a real real chill weekend i watched a lot of sports watched the u.s open and watched serena's last match ever supposedly mm-hmm. and um yeah it was a it was a good time just hung out with family what about you guys what'd you guys do yeah man um on so, well you being a big movie buff did yep. you know did you know what they did on saturday all amc theaters i have no idea uh, it was like, uh, I don't know what they called it, uh, like go to the movies day or something like that. But all tickets to all movies were $3. Wow, that's great. So I took uh, my kiddos and we went to the movies on Saturday and saw the uh, the new Minion movie, Rise oh, yeah. of Gru. I um, took the kids to see that over the summer. Yeah. And so, uh, so that was fun. So we went and did that on Saturday. Uh, on Sunday, we, we did a cookout with uh, with your family. Yes. Yeah, and guess what? Uh, Brad Brown was invited to that one, too, with uh, his wife. And um, uh, he wasn't there, you know, just. Well, there are a few things that we should probably share. A little, little peek behind the curtain of, <laughs> you know, and Josh McClung, obviously previously mentioned, would love to talk about Shades more. So here's, here's a couple of things that happened this past weekend. Sunday was Groceries for Green Springs yes. Sunday, which is something that we do. Do we do this twice twice a year? Yeah, twice a year. We cut our service short, and everyone gets a list of items that are needed to help stock the food pantry at the ministry center uh, at Green Springs. And we go out to grocery stores uh, early that morning, and we stock up on what they need. We drop it off at the food pantry. So I believe, I can't remember the the exact amount. It was like 930 pounds of food and items were donated to the food pantry. So great job, Shades. Um, All those items go to 
families that are just trying to meet basic needs. And um, so it's a, it's a great local ministry that we partner with. Uh, that being said, we had our Green Springs Sunday, and there was a couple of things that happened. Uh, one was uh, the power went out in the middle of the service. Yeah, in the middle of the sermon, in the yes. middle of Brad. Pr- so this has only happened one other time at Shades that I, since I've been here, uh, and it happened during worship. You yeah. were leading worship, right, right? And you just unplugged your guitar, came down onto the floor and kept going. And we just all sang unplugged. Um, But this time it was right in the middle of Brad preaching. Uh, Almost like God was saying no. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and so there was a bit of a shuffle when the power went out and came back on. The sound system had to reboot. If you were watching via live stream, there was already some technical difficulties with the camera and with audio and things like that, we've just had a real struggle bus lately with the, with the live stream. And uh, but, anyways, it, so in the room, obviously there was a there was a shuffle happening to try to get everything back in order. Man, and it's together. a it's a good thing that we had a professional sound man in place <laughs> for such an emergency That's situation. That's right, because it was Labor Day weekend. Jonathan ran sound That's for right. us. <laughs> like this every weekend. everybody was out of town. Everybody was out of, and rightfully so. And we're not saying people shouldn't go on vacation, but man, we we went to the I don't even know if you call it the C list. We're like at the D list um, for uh for for people running sound. But so so yeah, so I ran to the board to try and take care of those things, and JM ran to take care of live stream stuff and. And thankfully, uh, the power was only off for a moment, came back on, everything kind of kicked back up. Took a second for the Wi-Fi to kick back up. Um, But, yeah, and Brad just kind of rolled with it. Well, on top of that, so all this is happening in the middle of Brad's sermon. Also come to find out that Brad was actually feeling really sick on Sunday morning. Yeah. Uh, Nothing COVID-related, just so that everybody knows. (laughs) No stomach bug. I feel like we always have to preface that nowadays. Right. Uh, But he was just not feeling well and almost got to the point where he was going to walk up to you 30 seconds before he had to preach and say, I don't know if I can preach this morning. I feel so like my stomach is just in knots right now. Uh, He pushed through and did preach but obviously, the power we, going out and all these we things We all knew happening. something was up with him when he sat down on a stool to preach. We're like, right. okay, that's new. Um, right. But yeah, he just wasn't wasn't feeling up to par, which is also why he, he was, was not, not at the cookout. At the all cookout. that to say. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so as much as we give him a hard time, he's fine now. He's uh, uh, Last I talked to him, he said he was doing a heck of a lot better. He didn't know if he was completely up to 100%. But, uh, but I mean, he's been in the office and all that. He hasn't. It doesn't seem like he's had anything, yeah. Like you said, remotely uh, contagious or what, or serious. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so without him here, it was eventful. Yeah. It was an eventful groceries for grants. All right. But without him here, we must soldier on. Yes. So JM, give us an album. Yes, sir. JM's album of the week. I was crossing the snowfields in front of the Capitol building. What's that? It was Christmas. And I was Shatner? Alone. It is. Strange city. Strangers for friends. 
feel like I need to turn the lights down low right now in the studio. As the Carolins sang its song, I dreamt of success. I would be the best. I would make my folks proud. What is happening? I would be happy. Job that's so confusing. It's so hard for me to take Chapter seriously because of all the commercials he's done. Talking like this. It hasn't happened yet. All right. It hasn't happened. Why am I listening to Captain Kirk? Here, here's the album, everyone. It is William Shatner. For those who don't know who William Shatner is, just do a quick Google search. A lot of people know who William Shatner is. He's kind yeah, of he's the original Captain Kirk. He's, he's yes. really cemented in, in, in the direction. culture here in the United States. He was Captain Kirk, Star Trek. He is also known for, well, let's put it this way. In the 60s, kind of in his heyday when Star Trek was really huge, he did a, an album that was basically like dramatic recitations of lyrics like Rocket Man by Elton John, okay? I believe okay. this believe this was like in the 60s. Could have been in the early 70s. And and like he was doing it seriously. Yeah, seriously. Right. Okay. Right. Um and he has since then done a lot more he has more of a musical output throughout his career. So this is an album. This was actually his second album. So the first album was called The Transformed Man. It came out in 1968. Uh, Mr. Tambourine Man, Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds. For some reason on the track listing, I don't see Rocket Man, so I, I'm not sure what that was. This is from 2004. The album is called William Shatner Has Been. And this album was produced and arranged by... Ben Folds. I don't know. Have you ever listened to Ben Folds? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was a big Ben Folds fan back in the day. This album came out in 04, so this was probably, for me personally, like peak fandom of Ben Folds, Ben Folds 5, all of his music, his solo work as well. And uh, I discovered this album, and it basically what Ben Folds did was he wrote uh, some of this poetry and this prose with William Shatner, and they teamed up together and put out an album. And it's this called is William so Shatner odd. Has Been. Yeah. And is this, <laughs> is, this, is this meant seriously, too? Well, there's definitely some self-awareness, I think. You know, um, let me try to play a couple of other songs here. Uh, like this one, for example. This is a cover song called Common People. I'll she came from Greece. She had a thirst for knowledge. She studied sculpture at St. Martin's College. That's where I caught her eye. I, I love it. I find the she music really entertaining. She told me that really her dad was loaded. I said, in that case, I'll have a rum and Coca-Cola. She said, fine. And in 30 seconds time, she said, I want to live like common people. I want to do whatever common people do. <laughs> yeah, it's it's got like a good energy to it. I'm undecided. <laughs> Jonathan's very confused I'm right now. I'm undecided. I, I love it. Well, all right. <laughs> I'll give it a chance. It's a lot of fun for me. Gonna, I, I enjoy it. Now, I'm a huge Ben Folds I'm fan. I'm going to listen to it while I ride my motorcycle. It feels like yeah. it would have a groove there. Well, maybe that song. You know, some of the there's some chill songs on there as well. I've seen So, really, the reason I got into that album back in the day and I recently rediscovered it was uh, I was such a big Ben Folds fan. So, I've seen Ben Folds. I've seen him live. So, I'm live at the Alice Stevens Center, just him and a piano. 
I saw him open up for John Mayer with his solo band, which was like a three-piece band. Then I saw Ben Folds 5 on their reunion tour. So I've seen him several times. And uh, if you if you guys have never listened to Ben Folds, definitely check it out. I will warn you, some of his lyrics can be crass, to say the least. But uh, So just keep that in mind if you check out some of his music. That's William Shatner. The album is William Shatner Has Been. It's from 2004. <laughs> Bet you weren't expecting that, I, huh? I was not. I, was I, not. I like to keep everybody on their toes these days. Well, let's, yeah. let's go on and do this book thing. to do this Bradford's book club. Sorry, I can't do William Shatner. <laughs> anyway, um, He's I'm gonna, talented. He's uh, a talented I'm man. I'm going to do the quickest version of Bradford's book club ever because I'm actually supposed to be somewhere else right <laughs> oh now. Um, but I have a book that I think would be really great uh, for anyone, and it's, it's pretty short. It's not uh, a long read. It's a pretty easy read, but it is called Saints, Sufferers, and Sinners. That's the that's the title. It's got a subtitle, Loving Others as God Loves Us. It is by Michael Emlett. Michael Emlett was an MD. He was a pediatrician for many years, but then actually went into counseling, and he works with an organization called CCEF. It's a big Christian counseling organization, and they do a lot of uh, counseling education as well. And this is part of a series of books that they put out uh, called Helping the Helper series. Um, but So what these books are designed to do is to help you love others well. Uh, whether you're a professional counselor or whether you're just a member of a church, I say just, or whether you're a church member who has no counseling background whatsoever, we all within our Christian faith, we do a lot of counseling. It doesn't matter if you're a Christian or not. Friends counsel one another constantly. But this is specifically directed at Christians to help us know um, and give us a framework for how to help one another. And so especially if you find yourself just kind of constantly in this position of people uh, talking to you and seeking advice, seeking counsel. Um, I think that this book would just be a great help. It it does a great job of providing a framework just for how to think about the person in front of you when they come to you with an issue. Um, so we think of them as saints who are often struggling with issues of identity. We can think of them as sinners in the fact that people struggle with evil from within and the fact that they still sin, or we can think of them as sufferers, people who struggle with evil that has happened to them from the outside. Um, and so it's just it's this helpful and biblical framework that Imlet gives of kind of how to think about people coming to you with different issues and how to respond and help in biblical ways. Um, and so, yeah, I think it's a really just great introductory thing. So if, if, if you're a part of a community group, if you uh, are ever in any situation where you're discipling another person, hearing them talk about their lives, and you feel like, man, I, I just wish I knew more how to help. I think this is a great starting place. So, Saints, Sufferers, and Sinners, Loving, God, loving Others as God Loves Us by Michael R. Emlet. Emlet is E-M-L-E-T. And that's my book. Awesome. Great recommendation. Okay. Well, we did an interview earlier with members of our missions team here at Shades Valley. One, Doug Abernathy and Shay Wall. 
Jonathan did a great job leading this interview. We're just going to hear all about local and global missions, what's going on at Shades. And obviously all of this coincides with this upcoming Sunday, which is called Mission, Mission Sunday, Sunday. Yes. Uh, which also coincides with a picnic in the park. And you'll learn and hear all about that uh, for the rest of the episode. So I hope you enjoy this interview. We are excited today on Shades Midweek to have with us two guests who have been with us before. Oh, yes, you know these celebs that are in the house because both of them have done a Meet a Member, so they are now world famous after being on our widely distributed podcast here. Of course, I'm talking about none other than Shea Wall and Douglas Abernathy. Thank you all for coming. This is such a warm and welcoming environment. I'm happy to be here. Yeah, so good. Yeah, we got we got you a a, a root beer, you know. It, it, I, I missed out on my Father's Day root beer, so and that is that and, is and from <laughs> Father's Day leftover. It's a dad's root beer, and you're like a dad times three. Though I think we could say like times twenty because you have twins, while simultaneously your eldest is how old? How old, Arlen? Two, two. So you have three, two and under. I just I. Yeah, I I I bowed, I bowed down to you, sir. <laughs> like I know that I have five, but I have never in my life had that many children, two and under. So that's that's incredible. But uh, we we need to move along and jump straight into the reason we have y'all here, and that's because uh, Doug and Shay uh, lead our mission team here at Shades Valley Community Church. And at the end of our, didn't we tease it last week? Yes. At the end of our episode? Yes. Yeah, we teased the fact that we were going to have an episode this week focused on mission. And that's uh, one of the reasons is because this upcoming Sunday we're doing a first here at Shades and that we are going to have a missions Sunday. And we'll talk a little bit more about what that'll look like uh, near the end. But to get us started, how about each of you just tell us briefly about yourself. For those who missed your Meet a Member episode... We obviously can't recreate that magic, but just a little bit about each of you. So, Shay, why don't you go first? Okay. Well, uh, I have been at Shades for about 20 years now. I was pregnant with Samuel, so that's how I remember um, exactly how long it's been. And, uh, yeah, I've done a few different things. I worked with youth ministry for a while and women's ministry, um, but for the last five or so years, um, I have been a part of the missions team here at Shade, specifically um, the global missions team. So that's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. And Douglas, you've been at Shades for twenty years, uh, basically. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it feels like that, but uh, got here twenty fifteen ish, and then uh, my wife Ashley and I we got married uh, three years ago, and now we've got the three kids. Mm-hmm. So. Um, and then, so that's mission- a lot of life in seven years, mm-hmm. brother. It is. Uh, but yes, finance team and missions team, both equally fun and rewarding. <laughs> <laughs> Doug, uh, um, the first time I met you, I think you asked me some financial question about shades. It was like your first Sunday here, and I was like, "Who is this guy?" That and church discipline <laughs> oh, wow. gets me going. Wow. Oh, well, no, we are thankful for both of you for all the different hats that you have worn and are wearing here at Shades. Um, But today, obviously, we're here to talk to you about your missions team hat. So tell us a little bit like how you or why you got involved with the missions team. Uh, For me, uh, I guess it was college when I went to 
I joined a Baptist church, and that's when like missions became a real thing uh, for me. And so that kind of just ignited it. And then after going on some mission trips um, and really seeing the need for it, um, I just had a, God gave me a desire and like a passion for it. So um, first moved to Birmingham. Uh, went to Brook Hills at the time, known for being big time missions church, and then eventually came to Shades. And so um, I was immediately drawn to the missions team as just seeing that that being a very important aspect of the church. Okay. Shay? You know, I'm still not sure how that actually <laughs> happened. I really don't. Um, one minute I was doing one thing, and the next minute yeah. uh, it was totally different. It's incredible. Um, yeah, no, I would say I've definitely always had a heart for missions. I've always been interested in it. I've always hoped that it was something I would do at some point in my life. Um, but going on, I guess, going on a missions trip to Tanzania um, in 2017 really kind of solidified some of that for me and just and really kind of showed me a path of maybe what that would look like and how I could serve in that way. And then just around the same time, I think – Josh was stepping down from from being over the global team, and you and I had just started talking about what it might look like to separate local and global. And then I don't know before it was over. Yeah, that's weird. I was doing that. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's been amazing. It's yeah. been, I'm glad I said yes. Yeah, I mean, I remember I remember that conversation, and I, and it came about for me because uh, like your your passion for mission and your growing passion for mm -hmm. mission was observable. You know, and so it kind of was this place where I sat down with you and I was like, hey, the rest of us know this about you. Um, do you know this about you? <laughs> you know, and yeah, uh, you do that a lot to me, actually. <laughs> yeah. Seminary, uh, all the things. Yeah. Oh, that, mm -hmm. just blame me. Mm -hmm. Just blame me. But uh, but yeah, no. And, and it's been just awesome to see you not only get involved in leading uh, uh, mission work here at Shades, but. Uh, you're employed by a mission organization, uh, Designs for Hope, does work all over the world. You write curriculum uh, that's used to train pastors in other countries. So, yeah, just gotten a little bit involved. Just a little. Just a little. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Well, so I know that there are many different uh, things we could talk about with what the mission team does. But because we kind of have more space than we probably do, obviously, on like a Sunday morning, uh, thought it'd be good for us to focus on the missionaries that we support uh, as a church and the, the work they're doing, the work you, you as a team do to support them. Mm -hmm. So maybe we could just start off by talking about like who are the missionaries um, that Shade support? Uh, where are they locally, globally? You can attack that question however you want to. That's right. Uh, well, Shay, since you are uh, one of the local missionaries... Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I so Shade supports me in working for a ministry called Designs for Hope. And so we're local in that we work in Trustful, but the but the work that we do um, is all over the world. So we specifically minister and support pastors who live in rural areas, whether that's in Africa or India or South America. Um, we create partnerships with these pastors and, and basically ask the question, how can we help you spread the gospel in the community where you are? And sometimes that will look like a water project if they need clean water. Um, it can look like a solar power project if electricity is needed. Um, and then 
Uh, I know it doesn't totally fit, but we also uh, provide pastor training, um, different curriculums for pastors that maybe live too far away from a seminary or any kind of Bible college to really get um, educated in that way, or if they just don't have the resources maybe to do it. And so, um, and so, yeah, that's kind of in a nutshell, I guess, uh, what we do. And then I specifically um, am over the pastor training part of it. So uh, like Jonathan said, I write and edit curriculum for pastor training, and then um, I'm also going to be writing some curriculum for training women as well, because a lot of times... Mm-hmm. Uh, especially if we're talking Africa, a lot of times women are doing ministry right alongside their husbands who are pastors. And so we have just seen the need for training women as well, um, whether they're a pastor's wife or an elder or a deacon or just serving some type of ministry. We want to do some biblical training for them as well. So, yeah. And you just got back from being in Africa, right? I did. I just got back from Kenya. Um, we, I, the curriculum that I've been working on for like two and a half years was finally, was done. And we had a group of pastors in Kenya who had completed the program and were about to graduate. And so we went and were able to be a part of their graduation with them. And that was amazing. Yeah, you you sent amazing. me one of those graduation pictures. Yes. We can, we can include that when we okay. uh, publish the episode on, yeah. uh, on Instagram. Um, yes. but yeah, it was just so awesome. It was amazing. Yeah, it really was. And then, and then Designs for Hope is doing a water project. So we were able to go out a little bit and visit where that was happening and meet more pastors and, and just, it was, yeah, it was amazing. I got to teach women when I was there as well. And, uh, so yeah, it was good. That's awesome. Yeah. So Designs for Hope is one of, on, under the banner of local, even though that work is all over the world. Uh, who, who else? So there's Bo Armstead who has Sojourn Counseling. Never heard of him. Um, and <laughs> he, he's the guy with the beard that comes to church here. <laughs> that narrows it down, yeah. Doug. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Paul Neville has North Star Ministries here in town. And I think Bo has already been on. He has. And yes. Paul has not. But, um, yes, I was going to say that other rather than us talk for them, since they could actually be here, um, probably better to let them talk for themselves on like a Shades Midweek episode. Yeah, yeah. Bo, if anybody wants to look back through our episode backlog, um, we did two episodes with we, him. The, the interview was went so long that we cut it into two episodes, so it was all about trauma and EMDR therapy, and so, but he had an opportunity to talk about Sojourn at some point in those two episodes. Right, yeah, which Sojourn's his nonprofit counseling uh, organization that focuses on on trauma and they operate on like a sliding scale. And so uh, it's, it's able to be more affordable for people who would normally be able to afford those kinds of therapy and not their entire staff, but almost their entire staff is <laughs> right. a part of shades Valley. <laughs> wow. um, yeah. So that's, that's kind of crazy. Um, but then Paul Neville with North star ministries, we do, we need to find a time to schedule to get, get Paul, Paul in here. That'd be fun. Um, but uh, shades has partnered with North star uh, since mm-hmm. before I was ever in the picture. Um, and Paul has done a lot of um, just uh, work, especially with uh, inner city uh, youth. Um, North Star over the years has focused more and more on an inner city soccer program. So, yeah, it'd be great to have him on to talk about that work. So those are our, our local missionaries. Mm-hmm. Correct. All right. So moving on out to global. Moving on to the global. So then we uh, move to uh, the global location of Montana. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, from where we're sitting, that feels pretty like a foreign land. 
Um, so it's something Shay and I kind of talked about of how do you designate global, local, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And we'll get into this a little bit later, but whether or not someone is able to attend Shades in person is for us kind of the the delineation between whether they're a local or a global person. Gotcha. Um, and so uh, in Montana, we've got Ross and Lane Lackey. They are with Hundredfold Studios, and I believe Ross... Sorry, partner, no. Partner Sorry. Architects. They're, they're partner. My bad. Yeah. No, John and Samantha Hudson are hundredfold. Yeah. My, John and Samantha are hundredfold. John did his, he did an episode um, yes. about the building. Yes, when we were doing the 30th anniversary series. Yeah, I got to interview John about his work while he was here at oh, Shades wow. and uh, helping design and be an architect on, on the building. Yeah, and then... Have you, have you not heard that episode? No. Oh, you should go listen. I, I bet there's stuff in it that you don't know. There was stuff in it that I didn't. That okay. Like, just I mean, I've heard a million stories yeah. about the building and the construction of it, and he still brought out stuff that I was like, wow. I never heard that. Awesome. So, and then Ross and Lane uh, Lackey. Ross has partner architects, and Lane works with YWAM, and they were here in May, and so they spoke uh, Sunday morning back in May um, when they were in town. They were also on the podcast. Yeah, yeah, we have an episode with them, uh, doing an interview all about partner architects. Awesome. So, but both of those uh, organizations are focused on the spread of the gospel through uh, the use of architecture. Um, partner architects primarily having a completely like global focus, mm-hmm. and hundredfold being involved globally, but also focusing on developing future architects. Here, I feel like it's a big part of what what they do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. You want to go next? Everybody's looking at everybody else yeah. like, so what's, what's what next? Are we, doing? are we Are we going um, on to the to next missionary? Yeah. Uh, okay, so Montana, that's, okay. Um, so next would be, um, I guess, technically, uh, Meg and Josh McClung are still, I, I don't know. I, I guess they're still sort of local. They're in Texas. <laughs> they um, have a big question mark over them. Where are they Theirs now? It's a little harder to explain. Uh, they are training in Tyler, Texas with YWAM in order to go and be missionaries in Poland. And so the interesting part of this for us is that we already have missionaries that we support in Poland who happen to be Meg's sister and her husband who have been doing ministry in Poland for 20 years plus or so at this point. And so Josh and Meg are training so that they can, when they complete their training, they're going to be moving to Poland and working together with Greg and Aaron to start a brand new YWAM base in Poland. Ustron, I'm pretty sure, is the name of the area where they're going to be. And there has not been a YWAM base um, for decades in Poland. And so they will be officially opening up the first one. That's that's yep. awesome. And yeah, and it's hard to place Josh and Meg because uh, in this phase they've been back and forth yes. so many times uh involved in uh relief efforts yes. in Poland with the ongoing war in Ukraine. Yep. They're headed back um I d- really soon. Yesterday they posted on Instagram and we reshared it on the Shades Valley Instagram, but I think it's yesterday was 10 days till Poland. 10 so. days till they leave. Okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah, I I just talked to Maria McClung, Josh's mom, uh, the other day, and she had just been out to Texas to see them uh, before. Before they, She's like, I took a weekend trip to Texas. I'm like, that does not sound like a weekend <laughs> trip. <laughs> oh. but, uh, but yeah, so they're headed back to Poland for a little while. With the goal, do you remember, they said this last time they were here, what their goal is for being uh, 
on the ground in Poland residency. Is it sometime next year? I feel like it's oh, 2023. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I th- yeah. Or before even as okay. soon as they finish. Cause I think going back to Poland right now is the end of this DTS that they're involved in teaching right now. And okay. so when that is over with, I think the plan is right after that to start gotcha. getting ready to go. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, that's, that's awesome. Right. So it's amazing. All right. So, so those kind of go together, mm-hmm. uh, yes. Josh and Meg, and then Aaron and Greg Skrbarczyk, because mm-hmm. uh, they'll all be on the ground together there in Poland starting that YWAM base. Um, yeah, they were able to actually raise money during the Ukraine um, crisis when all of the refugees were coming into Poland. They were able to raise money to buy land and to purchase a, a building that was on the land as well. And so right now that building is being used for refugees. Mm-hmm. Um, but eventually... Uh, when when that is over, they will they will basically be the first building for the YWAM base. So there, Greg and Aaron are already there. They've found a place to live. They've moved. They're they're taking care of the refugees, mm. and just figuring out what ministry looks like in a brand new place and doing new things. And and so, um, yeah. So they're still they're doing that. Awesome. All right, and then next we have uh, Thailand. Okay. Um, so we've got Alan and Sarah Nunnally. Um, who we can call by their real names yeah, now. we can use their real <laughs> names. Uh, yes, I know. You they they were on the ground in, a, yeah. in another country for several years where we had to use aliases. Yeah. Um, so they are now in uh, Bangkok, Thailand, and they, uh, Alan is working with A21, um, which is um, a group that they are all about anti-trafficking, which is what he had been doing a lot of work with previously. Um, and so he has been doing a lot on the administrative side. Um, kind of, I guess, like the lackeys and the Hudsons of like, that they are using their more administrative and design skills in order to further the ministry. He's not on the ground out there doing those, like doing the actual intervention. He's helping facilitate this ministry itself. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Susie Triplett, which I, she came... Um, maybe four years ago. Mm -hmm. I don't know. COVID time is different, but Mm -hmm. um, she came and, uh, but she has been in Bangkok um, for a really long time. And she is working in a very kind of rough area um, and has been doing ministry there uh, for a really long time. And Mm -hmm. she's been back a couple of times. She's had some health issues Mm -hmm. and just coming back for some family stuff. Um, But she is now back in um, Bangkok. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she works mainly in the slums of Bangkok and mm-hmm. focuses on uh, ministry to families. And um, they do uh, some English classes. They do. She does a lot of counseling. She's actually requested when when we get to come visit her if, if we could bring her, you know, things things to do with with counseling families and um, conflict resolution and just and just things like that. Like she's really having to dig into a lot of that with a lot of her ministry. And um, yeah, and she's been there. I think over 20 years as well. She's been there for a long time. She, if I'm correct, she was originally commissioned out of Briarwood, mm-hmm. right? Correct. Yes. Yeah. Still is, yeah. Right, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Yeah. And that's that's how she got connected with Shades, was through some mutual connections, I mm-hmm. think, mm-hmm. between Briarwood and people at Shades. Yeah, she um, knows Nancy and Scott Ledbetter. Yes. I think that was the initial connection. Okay. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I, th- this was years, this was more than four years ago. This was years mm-hmm. ago. But I, it was, she was home for a little bit. I think she came and spoke at Shades. But I went to a dinner at Scott and Nancy's. Mm. 
and she was there mm-hmm. and just sharing stories and such. And she's just she's awesome. Amazing. Well, obviously she's fluent in Thai, and so she has also created a um, a storytelling ministry where she's recording Bible stories in Thai for for people in her community that can't read. Mm-hmm. They can. Um, pop this into their phone and listen to the story and tie, listen to the story. So she's been working on that for a few years too now. Yeah. That's amazing. That That is so awesome. Yeah. Uh, do you know, have, uh, have Alan and Sarah, have they gotten to meet her in I Bangkok? D- I don't believe so. I mean, I, that's like saying like, have two friends of yours gotten to connect in the middle of New York city? Yeah. I mean, I realize Bangkok is huge. Yeah. It's, it's massive, but uh, I didn't know if they'd gotten to meet one another or not. No, they, uh, they got there and then, had a kid, and so they also yeah, had a baby. Yeah, the Nunnally's did do that, didn't they? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. How old is their little girl now? Just a... She is like two months. Yeah, yeah, really, She's really little. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they're in the midst, and that's their second mm-hmm. kiddo. Mm-hmm. Uh, how old, Do you know how old Noah is? I think he is three. Okay. So, yeah, all you crazy people <laughs> with, with those little... Little tykes. I'm I'm out. I'm out. Mm-hmm. I'm out of that face. Me too. <laughs> Done with that. Done with diapers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Moving on. Mm-hmm. I'm over in teenage land. I'll tell you about that later. Oh, I'll take a diaper to emotions any day. <laughs> <laughs> uh-uh. Uh-uh. Oh well. So does that complete our list? I think. I think that's all yeah. of our missionaries, right? It is. So, um. So it, it's awesome just to get to hear a little bit about each missionary and what they are doing. Um, but to, to talk a little bit more about the missions team um, and what what how what does y'all's interaction with the missionaries look like? Like, what is y'all's goal for uh, what shades how we relate mm-hmm. to the missionaries? Like, I guess I'm asking questions about like. Uh, how do we care for them, or do we send short-term teams to them, or just yeah, that kind of thing? Um, so yeah, the the I guess the vision for how Shades can do that is we saw early on that there is a, a major need for missionary care, mm-hmm. and I feel like that is something that you know Shades definitely aligns with the heart of Shades of caring for. Um, and so we want our short-term trips to be missionary care focused. Um, and so not to say that we can't do a project, which for me growing up, like a typical mission trip would be, let's go somewhere and do VBS. Yeah, like project focused. Mm-hmm. When we are totally game for that. If that's what the missionary needs and wants, then that's what we want to do for them. Um, but we want to offer for them to do other things in order to try to take care and serve them. Um, I mean, the biggest thing is we need to ask them what they need and want and then listen to it. Um, not just say, hey, what can we do for you? Well, we're going to come do a VBS whether you want us to or not. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so looking at it and it's uh, – we, we kind of pictured it just works well for Shades. Mm. Uh, small teams, we want to go and uh, do whatever it is that they need. Mm. Um, Susie, when she came, said that one of the best things – that had ever been done for was uh, a couple people from church came over and took her entire team. They went to a hotel outside of the city um, and they just did a couple day retreat where all they did was rest mm-hmm. and sit under teaching. So they just, the the church had prepared all this teaching for them wow. and they just got to go and sit and be in that and rest and just um, getting that kind of a break when you're over there like that. 
Um, that was, she said that was the best thing that has ever been done for. Yeah, and, and just to be poured into when you spend so much of your time pouring out. Um, yeah, my, uh, my brother got the chance to serve uh, in Peru full time for a little bit. And that was, for me, I mean, that's the closest relationship I've ever had with someone who was on the field full time. And just throughout his experience, I was struck by um, just how lonely uh, being on the field can be, especially when you're in, uh, you know, not only another culture, but another culture where the primary language is not your language. Mm -hmm. Um, And I don't, if you're not in that, uh, if if you've never had that experience of having a second language, which I have Mm -hmm. not, I do not have or speak a second language i just am testifying from my brother's uh testimony to me um like i don't think you realize like even if you go through all the training and become fluent in that i mean he's fluent in spanish um it still takes an intense mental effort to like actually be immersed in it when it's not your natural first language and so even something like attending a spanish-speaking church Mm -hmm. when they were there was mentally taxing on them, it wasn't as life giving, and and so anytime people would go and be with them, like they would talk about how refreshing it was just to sit around and have conversations in English, mm-hmm. um, and to be around people who got your cultural references and your jokes, and and how life giving that would be. Um, because I, I think sometimes when we talk about short term missions, I know a lot of people can say, well, isn't that really expensive? And wouldn't it just be better just to send a check? to some of these missionaries instead of us going over there to them. But I I think what people don't realize, like like for me, when, when that missionary became my literal flesh and blood brother, like I would if my brother needs something like I wouldn't just send him a check. Like I'm gonna right. go right. and be with him. Right. And and I think that um, that's such a gift and a, and a great way to care for missionaries. And it turns into more longevity for the missionaries um, on the ground. Well, and that's what we've talked about, like keeping the teams really small so that it's not the super expensive thing, you know, because we don't have a huge budget on this. But we want, you know, if we think about Shades and the kind of church that we are and the people that we have, we are extremely relational. Um, and I feel like it's just a gift that we have. And so getting to go and be with them and just support them and whatever that looks like. Like, you know, we're, we're going to Thailand in um, the end of October and we've just said to our missionaries, they're like, whatever y'all need us to do, like we're coming and, and you make a list like, you know, and they're just in, I don't know. It just, it feels like we get to just go and serve them and not have to have this huge agenda going into it because we've also seen where teams can go and visit missionaries and then they're completely exhausted by the time the team leaves that there, there's really been no refreshment and, and it's just been a burden for them. And not that that won't ever happen. I mean, if there is a project involved, I mean, sometimes you're going to have that, but we just really want to address like that idea that, they, that they need rest, and, and if we can give that to them in some way or support them in some way, then that's what we want to do. Yeah. So, yeah. But, yes, I have actually asked missionaries, would you rather have a check? <laughs> right, um, <laughs> right, right, right. And some of them, like, it, it, it is not an immediate just... D- depends who you're sending me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is actually, yes, the answer. Um, oh. And it's what... It's kind of like, what is the relationship that we have with these people? Mm-hmm. And then, um, you know having someone come into your house, like 
the idea of like, hey, I'm just going to come in and I'm going to clean your house and I'm going to cook. And it's like, well, you kind of want to have the relationship with that person, not just be a, sure. hey, I'm, I'm Doug, nice to meet you, and I'm here to <laughs> clean your house and uh, uh, take care of your kids for you. Like it's, uh, so we want to make sure that we have a relationship with the missionaries, and that's something we've been working on trying to, to it, it's been an iterative process of trying to figure out the best way to stay connected, mm-hmm. um, especially when there's the time zone switch involved. Right. Um, and there's that, that's very hard. Um, and then one thing we've learned to, uh, talking with Alan, COVID was a great introduction for everybody of what it would be like to be a missionary overseas and have your church body, um, somewhere else in the world Mm -hmm. and live streaming and how connected you feel to the church body when you're just live streaming and never seeing anybody in person, never having in conversations. He's like, that's what it is to be a missionary. But then like you go outside and no one speaks same language and everything's weird like Mm -hmm. so that's kind of the it was like oh this is a really good way to understand better okay how cut off missionaries can can feel right if we don't do a good job of reaching out to them staying connected to them Mm -hmm. yeah well so as as we talk about this in in caring for missionaries um what are what are ways that the general body uh, can be involved? I mean, so there's some obvious things we could talk about, like uh, like financial support. Mm-hmm. They can offer financial support mm-hmm. to any of these individual missionaries or financial support for a short-term team mm-hmm. yes, or something like that. Um, but uh, what maybe are some, some other ways they could uh, people could be involved if they wanted to? Um, biggest thing always is prayer. Um, you know, prayer for them and that they – you know, wherever they are, them finding favor with all the people they're interacting with, whether it is, whether they're in a country that's not favorable to them, or if it's just, hey, them finding favor, and when they go out and they're trying to share the gospel, you know, the Holy Spirit opening up those people's hearts, praying for that just in general, um, praying for their marriage, praying for their family. Um, I would say it seems that being in the missions field, everything becomes more stressful, so just whatever is stressful in your life, assume it's more stressful, and then pray for the missionary for that. Um, uh, another thing that we uh, is, I mean, all the missionaries and asking them what, you know, wh- what we could do. They they said they loved um, anything that would keep them connected to shades. Um, and it's funny, um, Josh McClung wrote in a couple weeks ago to Shades Midweek and right. said. Hey, this is kind of like a lifeline for me. Um, could y'all start sharing more about what's going on at Shades? And, and y'all made fun of him for it. Um, In fairness, we make fun of everyone for everything, including ourselves, Duck. So, so Josh, if you're out there, I just want you to know I see you. And wow. And I, I'm in town, and I still don't know what's going on most of the time. So. Don't don't feel bad that wow. you don't either. It's calling you out. No, I d- right listen, here. I d- Doug. Instagram, <laughs> weekly email, v- vocal announcements on Sunday. Oh, here we go. Uh, Insta- bulletin. Video, bulletin. Wow. Come on. What, what do you want from us, Doug? Website. What do you want from us? Website. <laughs> online calendar. But, but the people. That's oh. what I want. Not the people. Wow. <laughs> no, yes. no. For sure. For sure. Well, and, and I'm, I'm thankful that we can do things like this. I mean, hopefully, you know, this, like, helps. Yes. Uh, Someone like Josh. Yes. We love you too, Josh. Um, and then one small thing that uh, 
not everyone can support missionaries, and even if you do support, you can't support all missionaries. Mm-hmm. Um, but one thing that is a, a cool way to do, um, pretty much all the missionaries have Venmo now. Um, but if not, and if you'd rather give it anonymously, you can always give through the church. But an encouraging note and saying, hey, I want you all to go have a date night. Hey, I want the family to go get ice cream. Hey, here's money for a babysitter. Um, and even if just sending that and an encouragement. So it's like, hey, we're thinking of you and we want to do just a little thing for you. Do we, um, ha- do we have the Venmos of all of our missionaries? Um, I do not have all of them, no. Um, but I guess we can, I can, we can work to get those and, and get that information mm-hmm. for people if they do want to yeah. do something yeah, like that. I think that. that'd be really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, it's kind of like a, a different kind of care package. Yes. Mm-hmm. If you will. So, well, and speaking of care packages, that's another thing that we had talked about, like visiting, doing short-term trips, but then we kind of did a survey with our missionaries recently, just asking some general questions about, um, about their ministry and kind of what their focus is, but then also just said, you know, would would you want some kind of care package from us? And if so, what would that look like? And that was very interesting, like the responses we got. It was kind of all over the place, but it was just a reminder, too, of like like something so small would be such a huge thing for them because right. it was obviously things that they can't get where they are or just the same way, trying to connect back with the church or the people in some way. And so... Yeah, depending on what it was, but it was, but that would be a different. We, we want to do that too. We haven't, we haven't actually started doing that yet. Um, but that is something that we would love to do if anybody in the body would like to help us do that. Well, and this yeah. was going to be a great thing for Shades Midweek, um, mm-hmm. because after seeing the incredible response that Shades Midweek got to Taco Questions, <laughs> um, I had, I wanted to go and make that Shades Midweek a part of the conversation on the idea of care packages. All right, all so, right. So, as a church, you know, but budgets are, are, are good, but a little tight. Um, what is this tight budget you speak of, Duck? <laughs> and then, you know, we're not, we don't want to add things to people's calendars. So, instead, we would like, this, this is the idea here, care package for the missionaries. Um, what if instead of having coffee for a season, we took that coffee money, and the time that people would spend doing coffee to instead make care packages for our missionaries. Mm. So I know that we used to give up uh, communion for a season, and that's actually like biblical. (laughs) So what if we were to give up coffee for a season and then use that money and time instead to send care packages to our missionaries? You heard it here first on Shades Midweek, the controversial caffeine Uh, (laughs) quitting of caffeine Mm. called for by Douglas Abernett. No, I'm just kidding. I I think that ideas like that are fantastic. But that's what I want. I need Shades Midweek to let me know what they think of that. Oh, you need Shades Midweek listeners. Doug Abernathy is appealing to you for your thoughts on on this idea of uh, a a corporate fast from coffee on Sunday morning, you're specifically talking about. Oh, yeah, Sunday yeah, morning. Sunday morning coffee and taking the money that we would have spent as a church on coffee for those weeks, putting it into care packages, and then having our people that would make coffee assemble those care packages. That's a fair description of the idea? More or less, yeah. All right, so Shades Midweek, mm-hmm. right in. Let Doug know if you are pro, against, or have a, a better idea. Douglas Abernathy is taking over the podcast and wants to hear from you. <laughs> 
I know people really drink the coffee here because when I go out there after I've sometimes I'll go out there to see if there's coffee left after I finish the first song. Uh huh. There's like none. None, none left. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So yes. this is gonna be this is gonna cause some ripple effects. It's gonna be, it's gonna we're, be. We're gonna we'll have a complaint box <laughs> set up too. You know, direct all complaints to Douglas. Abernathy. No, I'm just kidding. No, I think that ideas like that are fantastic, and um, I do, yeah, would love to hear from uh, different people their ideas on uh, their takes on that or their their other brainstorm. Um, love for them to brainstorm some other ideas of things that we could do as a body. If people want to be more involved with brainstorming those kinds of ideas, with helping the team stay more in constant contact with the missionaries, those kinds of things. Like if they wanted to be a part of the mission team, mm. like what does that look like? Like how big is the mission? Is the mission team just two of y'all? Is it more? I know these answers. I'm asking for everybody <laughs> else. Um, is it more? And what, what does it look like for people to get involved? Yeah, it's definitely not the two of us. Um, it started out, I guess, maybe just three. Um, Lisa Theus is also on the team. Christy Crump, Michelle Ballou, uh, Scott and Nancy Ledbetter. And then, of course, the two of us and John Dearman is also on it. Um, so it's grown a little bit since it started. That's awesome. um, but we always need, um, need help. I mean, just... I mean, we want, I mean, we're doing Mission Sunday for the first time, you know, next, this coming up Sunday, but that's something that we want to do yearly. We want that to be an upcoming thing that people expect and know that that's going to come up at this time every year. And so, um, and so there's that. And then of course, just communicating with our missionaries, putting together these kinds of things like the care packages, going on trips, um, and, and then, and then in between that, it's just a lot of communicating with them, you know, what are their needs, um, what's happening with them, how can we be praying for them and then communicating that to the body, um, to make sure that everyone knows kind of what's going on with them and how, you know, how they can help or, or whatever. So, yeah. So if I wanted to be involved in that, what's my first step? Do mm -hmm. I just email one of you? Yeah, absolutely. Um, either one of us and, um, I think. I don't, know, I don't think I'm in the bulletin anymore. I, at one point, I feel like uh, it might have been. But anyway. There should be an email on the website, and we can yes. we can drop y'all's emails in the show notes on this uh, podcast episode if people want to email in directly from here. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I mean, anyone is welcome to join. Um, you know, just a, a heart for missions really is all we are looking for. I mean, there's plenty of things that we can do. And, and you can definitely be a part of the team without traveling. That's not something that, that necessarily has to happen. But if you want to be a part of just making decisions about um, how are we are spending our missions budget or, you know, or, you know, planning out trips to go visit missionaries or, or whatever it looks like. I mean, we definitely could use all, uh, an array of different gifts or whatever your heart is in that. I mean, you're, you're welcome to come and join us. And how often does y'all's team meet? I mean, pretty much we've been meeting about once every six weeks or so okay. for the last couple of years. And, and virtually always on Sunday morning before yes, the service. We do. Sunday so not morning. like taking up another weeknight nope. or anything like that. No, nope. yeah. we're, we're about an hour before the service or so. And, um, Doug will bring snacks every now and then. He, hey, he hey. likes that. So, <laughs> um, so that's always helpful. Uh, people bring their kids. Doug, with what them. if for a season <laughs> you fasted <laughs> from the snacks? I'm just kidding. Oh, well, I'm, just kidding. Yes. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, that is care for our people who care for our missionaries. To be fair, I don't actually prepare the snacks. It's snacks that have been given to me. Oh, oh, so I, I think Ashley would, would not mind if I fasted from that. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. Well, and, and like I was saying, people bring their kids with them and, and it's, you know, it's, it's generally pretty quick. And then if you can't make it, I try to send out an email with just anything that we talked about in the meeting, just to kind of catch you up. And so that you can kind of have that going forward until the next meeting. So, yeah. yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, how can we, uh, be praying for y'all, uh, as the mission team? So it's really my final question before we talk about Mission Sunday for just a moment. Uh, for us, it's having clarity with the decisions that um, of how we want to try to connect with and serve the missionaries. Because um, we, the goal has been for us uh, to build a deeper connection uh, with the missionaries because we don't want it to be something where it's like, hey, we just write you a check every month because that's like, mm-hmm. that's easy. Actually, you know, serving them and caring for them, that's a lot of effort um, and hard work, and we want to do that well. But it's like knowing how to do that well. So just kind of, I guess, wisdom and understanding on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would agree with that. That's good. Awesome. Yeah. Well, we are excited about this upcoming Sunday. Is the first time mm-hmm. that we're going to do this Mission Sunday. So the whole service from music to sermon to uh, some special special times we've got planned for uh, y'all's team to share. Uh, all of it's going to be focused uh, on mission with a special emphasis, I think, on global mission mm-hmm. uh, specifically for, for this Sunday. And, and really the goal, I think, is to help the body be more aware of uh, what your team does, how they can be involved, kind of the things we've been talking about uh, today. But I'm also excited because y'all have got um, some new information um, uh, formats that you're going to be putting out. Uh, didn't y'all uh, you put together like a booklet of all the missionaries, right? Yeah. John Mark, you want to talk about that? <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't do much, to be honest. <laughs> Y'all's team put it together. Yeah. Well, Lisa Theus, right? Yes. Was working with John Mark to just gather information about each one of the missionaries and, and just to give everybody just a, kind of a, a brief overview of who they are, what they do, where they're serving. And, and so that will be available for everyone on Sunday morning. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. And then another project that your team has worked on and is it, are we allowed to say it's completed? I know you like, every time I say it's completed, you're like, well, we got a few more things we want to do. Definitely not completely complete. I mean, there's a couple of small things, but yes, for the most part, it is done. Uh, Noah Stockup helped us to do um, a big part of the lettering on that um, and and inf- just all the general information. Right. Uh, getting that on the board for us. So, right. yes, I, it's, 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 yeah, there's a couple of small things. Okay. So, so what we're talking about is at the back of the sanctuary or like, I mean, you can think of it as right when you walk in the main sanctuary doors. Yeah. Look to your right and on the wall, uh, it's, it's our missions wall. Yeah. Um, and they completely redid it. It looks beautiful. Y'all did a, a fantastic job, and it's actually a place you can very easily access uh, general information mm-hmm. about all of the missionaries they've talked about, because for every single missionary up there, um, y'all have a QR code yes. that links to more information and or websites and things of that nature. Yes. Yeah, so I say it's not completely finished because we, we want to have printed materials as well, and we're hoping that will be there by this Sunday. Okay. Um, but... Until then, there is a QR code for every single one of the missionaries, and it give and it just takes you straight to their website, so that you can find out more information, or just if you don't know anything about them, just all the all the details about what they do and where they're serving. Awesome. Yeah. So on Mission Sunday, you can come in, 
Uh, have your coffee quick while it's still there. Because um, Doug's trying. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> giving you a hard time, man. Oh, I'm going to have to apologize to you a lot more when we're done with this. I can feel it. Um, but uh, come in, grab your coffee, uh, check out the missions wall, mm-hmm. uh, and then sing with us about mission, hear from the missions team, uh, more about what they're doing and how you can be involved, uh, hear the word and how it calls us mm-hmm. to global mission. We're going to have a time of prayer uh, for our missionaries. And then after the service, uh, we're doing what we have come to call a picnic in the park. Uh, but even that is going to be missions focused. So your team is providing lunch, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. yes. For for a small, small donation of $1,000 a head. <laughs> Maybe not quite $1,000. <laughs> um, yeah, we're just going to do box lunches. And uh, so just kind of pick it up and go kind of thing. And um, all of the proceeds from it will go to support either our trip to Thailand coming up or we'll just go into the um, general budget for our missions at Shades. That's awesome. Yeah. Love it. So, yeah. So you don't even have, so normally when we do a picnic in the park, you have to like provide your own lunch in some form. So right. You don't even have to do that. No, we've Super got simple. all taken care of. Yeah. Drinks, food, all of it. And and I know some of you, some of you uh, may have already been looking at your weather app for Sunday and been like, Jonathan, it says it's supposed to rain. We know this. We're, we're doing this no matter what, though. So if it's inclement weather, uh, we will all just go into the foyer, grab our lunches, and come back into the sanctuary because that's how we roll um, at Shades. And we'll just move chairs around and we'll make it work. And we'll all <laughs> hang out in the sanctuary and eat lunch in there. And yes, for those of you that know, we have already said we're going to do a cornhole tournament as a part of this picnic in the park on Mission Sunday. And yes, even if it rains, mm. we will make this happen in our sanctuary. Nice. There will be a cornhole tournament. Nice. Nice. And I, I, I would like to know if this has ever happened at any other church. I don't a know. Cornhole tournament in their sanctuary. There would be no way of knowing. <laughs> <laughs> oh. But anyway, so yeah, so it's going to be a full day focused on on missions in a lot of ways. It's just going to be a lot of a lot of fun, um, uh, hanging out in the afternoon and getting to to support your team and what mm-hmm. y'all do. Great. Well, is there anything that y'all were wanting to talk about that we did not get to cover? This is your last chance, Doug. Uh, yes. If you want, uh, we have all kinds of folks in the body that um, are involved outside the church in different organizations. And if you have a short-term trip that you are doing, um, Shades does have money to go towards supporting um, the body going on short-term trip. It does not have to be an official Shades Valley trip. Mm-hmm. So, um if you have a trip and uh, you would like to ask for support, um, just email us. Um, come to a meeting. Uh, you share with the missions team. Um, I don't think anyone's ever been turned down. No. Um, so, uh, but yeah, just come and share. And then um, just want to make sure everyone knows there is money available um, for support for short-term trips as well. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Good. Well, thank you all both for taking time out of the middle of your day uh, to come into our luxurious studio and, and hang with us. We're glad that you got to enjoy a root beer, Doug. Tastes like fatherhood. <laughs> oh, wow. oh, and thank you, Shay, wow. for, for bringing some seriousness and some gravitas to this podcast. Right, right. So. All right. Well, if you have any questions for our mission team or you want to give Doug your thoughts on his proposed uh, Q 
caregiving instead of caffeine. I'm going to come up with a name for this. It's going to have to do with C's <laughs> somehow. Um, then email us, uh, midweekatshadesvalley.org, because as Brad would tell you if he were here, uh, here at Midweek, you're part of the conversation. Thanks for joining us.